Hey guys, welcome to the Wild Weird with Greg, and I'm here with my wife, Selena. How are you doing, babe? I'm doing good. So we just got back from a super fun date night, which, you know, we had plans that to go to a show at the Doug Fur Lounge. Shout out Doug Fur Lounge. And, and it unfortunately did not happen, but at the same time, it gave us the opportunity to go do some other fun shit. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we dropped our kids off at... Uh, Selena's wife's or Selena's aunt's house (laughs) (laughs) at Selena's aunt's house. And, you know, it's nice to have somebody who's able to like watch your kids so you and your loved one can go have a date night. But, um, she watched her kids so we can go to the show. And, you know, she gets off of work. We're getting ready to go. And we stop at a, what's it? Is it Cartopia or is it the other place it's called Cartopia? It's the other place. The, uh, this is the... Asylum? Is that what it's called? It's yeah, called like... yeah, that's right. It's called the Asylum. I just totally guessed on that. Yeah. Okay. So we stopped by... You know, it's a... The, the cool thing about this neighborhood is that... I don't think it is the Asylum. The it's Asylum not... is where the... Um, You're right. The it's night not... market happens. Yeah. This is a food cart area by... For... <laughs> so it's just a place with the congregation I, of food carts. I don't know if it has a name or not. I thought it had like a, a t- name or something on the fence when you walk in, like on the, the gate, the front does, entrance. But I don't ever remember reading it. But um, so we go there and we go uh, get some food before we're going to go to our show that we're going to go to at the at the lounge. And we stopped and get some food. It was super fun. We had a drink. We went to bar, like the bar bar, that place called the bar. Yeah. Uh, got a couple ciders, hung out, ate some. What'd you get? I got a. Prickly pear sour. Prickly pear sour yeah. from the from the bar. What'd you get from the food place? It was a uh, spicy chicken rice meal. Spicy chicken rice meal. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, you didn't go vegan with it, but it's okay. That's okay. You don't have to every day. You don't have to. You know, I would like. I think Sam said it pretty good at work a couple of days ago, where she's like. She ordered us all Domino's, uh-huh. and um, she asked me and Eric specifically what we wanted because me and him try not to eat meat as much as we can. And she's like, so what do you guys want? She's like, I know you're not eating meat, so what do you want in your pizza? I'm like, I don't know, like red sauce and vegetables, whatever they got. I didn't know where she was going to get the pizza. And um, she ended up going to Domino's, and when she got the pizza, when she brought it back, she's like, hey, everybody, you know, come and get your pizza whenever you can. And... Uh, I get there like probably 30 minutes before he does, and I open up the box. It's literally just red sauce and like three pieces of spinach on each, like <laughs> tiny fried up shriveled up pieces of spinach. Like yeah. the worst spinach you can get. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't even look like spinach, but it's spinach. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to eat this. It's basically just bread and sauce. And um, and while we start eating it, we're getting like roasted by everybody because they're like, why are you guys eating this? This is like... It's basically just like a piece of toast with spinach on it, right? <laughs> it's like somebody took red sauce, rubbed it on a piece of bread, and then tossed one leaf of spinach on it. Well, then I have to ask, what makes a pizza? I don't know. Is I, it I, is I, it the bread? Is it the sauce? Does well, it have to have cheese on it? To I don't. I don't. I didn't even know what to expect because I didn't know where she was going. Yeah. But every time I think of like a vegan or vegetable pizza, my mind goes to like mod pizza, right? Where it's like uh-huh. you can pile vegetables on that thing, like. 15 different types. It is odd. I I wonder what she asked for then. That's what I'm saying. Like, I thought, like, maybe, like, 
Like why every other spinach? vegetable condiment might have been tossed on it, right? Like why the spinach? Like you could have gotten some like peppers thrown on it, whatever non meat mushrooms, mushrooms, pineapples. Yeah, like some whatever. of that shit on it. But it was just that. It was cool. It was like it's the thought that I didn't have to pay for the pizza, so it's free. You know, bread. Yeah, and honestly, like I've had red sauce and bread basically, and it tastes good together. Like yeah. it's not bad. And Erica's like super excited because like after we get in there and we're eating, and they had two personal Domino's pizzas for that had the the red sauce and the spinach on it. Uh-huh. And I ate like five slices of it. I was starving. I was like, I just fucking <laughs> gulped that shit down. Uh-huh. We're talking. And I was like, oh, we should save the rest of it for Eric. So it's like five more slices. So I write Eric's name on it and give it to him. And uh, we're sitting there waiting. And Eric doesn't show for like 30 more minutes. But I'm already back out there. So he comes in and he's like, oh, dude, that was so good. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's like red sauce pizza with bread. You know, it's whatever. Uh, I forgot. How we how we get on to this? We were talking about the food cart, and then we get on the Domino's pizza. Yeah, yeah. So like, but your point was that your boss said something to you that was profound. Oh, oh yeah, she told me that she's like she called. I forgot the name for it, but she's like you're like a you're like a makeshift vegan or a part time vegan. Mm-hmm. She's like you try to avoid eating meat as much as you can, but you still eat meat. Kind of, kind of borderline insulting in a way, but not really. Kind of, you just, know, there is a word for that though. They're, they they call themselves reducitarians. Reducitarians. Yeah, that's the title of today's podcast <laughs> is reducitarians because reducitarian sounds like somebody who eats shit. <laughs> like reducitarian, that's like when you can't commit to something, you just make up a name for it. You know what I mean? Yes. That's like somebody who like runs half marathons. They don't call themselves a half marathoner. They call themselves a triathlete or a marathoner, even if they just run a half marathon, right? It's not a full marathon or yeah. a full anything or like like somebody who runs a 5K instead of a 10K. I think they call themselves that in jest, though. I don't think anyone's actually out there saying, I'm a reducitarian. I think it's a it's a funny little like – Who made that up? I don't know. This, this I is, just heard it from this people is the who thing. reduce – like the, people who do like, oh, meatless Mondays and things like that. I'm not, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but the one thing I've noticed about this younger generation – is that they love to make up words. You know all words are made up, right? Yes, but new words. We can keep the word let's keep the words that have been around since like the seventies, you know, and we want but when so you create like now you think that because just because you weren't born in the seventies doesn't mean that no, someone didn't make up those no, words but like when, and then those words had people to get are, used to people saying people that. are identifying and creating a word than identifying with it. That's an identity crisis. When you're like, Oh, so I, I eat meat two days out of the week. So I'm a two day itarian. Right? Like, uh, no, you just try not to eat meat that much. You well, don't you need to title yourself. I get it. I understand what you're saying. But you also, to... it's okay to name yourself that. Well, it's just, it seems desperate to be a, a part of, of something. Um, differentiate themselves from vegetarians until they name themselves vegans. Well, I think vegetarians, so... uh, but vegans is a very strict term, right? Like, is, like the, even at, like a few years ago when I didn't eat meat for long periods of time, uh-huh. I didn't, I, what, I considered myself like I I would tell people like they're like oh are you vegan I'm like well I eat a plant based diet yeah right because you don't want this the stigma of being vegan yeah but also I know what a vegan is like I'm not as dedicated as the people who don't wear leather or don't fully commit to not using animal byproducts right yeah. so I mean like for me I'm like I'm just not eating meat I but, still you know I, that's also a different term that's called militant vegans. So there, there's different terms for different things to help differentiate. Yeah, but things. isn't militant? Is that a positive connotation? Term? Yeah. No, but neither is vegan. 
and neither is vegetarian. Ve- but vegan gets the message across. You don't really need anything. A militant vegan is just telling non-vegans like, oh, they they're vegan, but they take it more that, serious. Um, yeah, I would think that like if in it, like in the inner culture of veganism, a militant vegan is someone who is an extremist, right? That's they're like, the people who are screaming at yeah. you to stop wearing leather. But would you call a vegan like if somebody says I'm vegan? I'm like, no, you're not. You're a militant vegan. Wouldn't that come off as insulting? Yeah, but I don't know why we, you would ever. Well, let's say if say somebody that states that they're like, lesbian or gay, what would be the alt? Oh, they're more serious. They're 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 militant lesbian or butch that lesbian. Doesn't make sense. No, I'm saying because like, that's not the terms we use for extremist activists of LGBTQ stuff. Not until you create a term for it, right? I think there. If somebody's an extremist. There probably of is a, a term for that. Oh, I'm sure there is. But what I'm saying is, like, yeah, I get the term militant vegan, but I want to. I don't think that's a prideful title to go by for people that are hardcore. Vegans. I don't think that people who are militant vegans call themselves militant vegans. I think they just call themselves vegans. I think other people who are vegans who see the extremists, they call them militant vegans. Sounds a little aggressive. I feel like it is more, aggressive. It's a, it's, a, it's a rude connotation. You're saying you I apologize are to all an the vegans out there person. to all the people that take veganism more serious than me because I, you know, I do slip up sometimes. I do put a little bit of, uh, you know, dairy creamer in my coffee sometimes because sometimes this guy gets a little constipated and he's a little dairy and his milk <laughs> upset his tummy and get a little poo poo out. Okay, so I mean, like, I'm not sure if, how many of you out there, but if you have ever tried oat milk or um, oat milk dairy creamer, like. It doesn't do the – I've started to realize, I think for me, I thought like drinking coffee in the morning is what gets me going, right? It's the uh-huh. thing that gets like if I haven't taken a shit, I drink some coffee in the morning relax, and I'm going to get a deuce out. No, it's not the coffee at all for me. It's the creamer. Mm. When I switched over to oat milk creamer, no, no poo-poo, right? <laughs> I, I go back to dairy creamer, poo-poo for a sip. You need to eat more fiber. I think I have a lack a lack, lack of fiber in my diet, but, like, I've just realized. So, like, you know, sometimes it's, like, the last couple of days. So, what? It's been about four days since I've smoked out of the vape, right? Uh-huh. And I use the excuse that smoking through the vape regulates me, right? I'm, like, yeah. I remember last time when I quit, it was, like, I, a couple of days go by. I was, like, I have to smoke out of the vape. I can't. I haven't taken a shit like, three days. <laughs> and I'm, like, I got to do it. That was just an excuse, right? Yeah. So like today, uh, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, okay, I haven't smoked in a couple of days. I'm doing pretty good and not, not, you know, smoking cigarettes or smoking out of the vape. My, my mind is a little hazy. So forgive me if this podcast comes off as all over the place because I've had a couple of drinks in me. We had a fun night. We'll get to that. I've had a couple of drinks in me. I haven't smoked cigarettes or vape in like four days. My brain is adjusting to normal life and it's a struggle. Even with nicotine gum, it's still not to say my brain is a little bit I feel more anxious than I normally am. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, oh, I'll use the excuse. as like the vape might get me going. It might help me go to the bathroom. No, it's not that either. Because I was like, today I thought the same thing when I was dropping the kids off in Melinda's. I was like, you know what? Kids are dropped off in Melinda's. I'm going to go home and be by myself for a little bit. I'm going to take a, like a shit in solitude. Like it's going to be the first <laughs> silent shit with nobody in the house. No baby knocking on the bathroom door trying to bust in while I'm taking the dump. And, like, no toddler yelling at me while I'm in the bathroom to fucking <laughs> switch the cartoon. I was like, I'm going to enjoy this. As soon as I walk through the door, got to go poop. I was like, this is Maybe great. Maybe it's a tension issue, then. Well, for what? Maybe you're stressed. I think it is. And I think a lot of it, okay, it's like, I was listening to a podcast. I think it was 
Dr. Drew's After Dark podcast that he has on the YMH Network. Shout out Dr. Drew and everybody in the crew. But um, he had a caller or a person leave an email saying that every time they get home and they have to go to the bathroom, they get a runny nose. Right, they're like every time I have to go take a shit, my nose just starts to run. I didn't notice that. Right, I think that's a very whoever. I don't know the person who sent him that voicemail or email, but that's very intuitive. Like you're aware of yourself. You're paying too much attention to yourself. You're right? like, oh, I get a little stuffy nose. Like I take a that. shit. Right, I, but the thing is though, that's a real thing. Apparently, it's part of your uh, what's the term? Your autonomic system. So basically, all it took was a couple of times in a row. For your body to get used to having a runny nose when you go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. It's like no different than having a pre-shit ritual, right? Yeah. You just, you're like, you're doing the same stuff. It gets you going. So when he goes to the bathroom, his nose starts to run because his autonomic system just is Connects ready to go. Tube. Connects it to that and it, it activates so he can go poop, right? So he blows his nose or whatever. And I was like, maybe that's it. Maybe it's like I have to rewire my autonomic system. I don't even know if that's a real word or if I'm pronouncing it. It sounds real, right? I think so. Autotomic? I. It sounds legit, but also I feel like I, maybe it's how I'm talking. Maybe you're pronouncing it wrong. I'm not sure. I don't know. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Like, Comment on Instagram if I'm pronouncing that word wrong. <laughs> but um, you get what I'm saying. But I, I, I feel this time it's a little different because – you know, I say that – well, I've said that each time I've quit vaping or smoking. Well, each time has been very different. Each And each time I try to take a different approach to it. Yeah. Right? I'm like, oh, this will be the time. It's like it's like starting a diet. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, this time this diet's going to work. Yeah. And it never does because it's a diet. Right? Well, sooner or later it will work. Well, one thing I've kind of just come to terms with, it's like you got to embrace the suck. Yeah. I approach this time of like – I'm just not going to do it, and I'm a lot. I'm going to allow myself to feel however I feel. Yeah. Right. If I feel shitty, I'm gonna let myself feel shitty. And when I get feeling really shitty, like I'm down, like if I feel depressed or anxious, I'm just take a couple deep breaths. Right. And even like and I kind of know when to stop. Like I'll take two deep breaths and be like, okay, I feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I can continue. Right. It's taking it moment by moment, and I feel like I'm not going to even try to solve this problem. I'm just going to go – I'm going to deal with whatever emotions I'm feeling with because that's the real issue. The smoking is not the problem. It's a mask for emotions I'm not dealing with, anxieties I'm not dealing with. And overall, I need to understand that overall that's not healthy for me to do and I have to replace it or just try to not be that guy mm-hmm. for as long as possible, right? And – you know Chris Stefano, he's one of those, he has a Christy D podcast. He did the History Hyenas podcast with Giannis. Yeah. So he was talking about a book he read. I forgot the title. Shout out Chris. But he was talking about a book he read where this guy was like it's like a self-help book. He's like you have two parts of yourself. It's like a bad wolf and a good wolf. He's like it's funny how they just change. It's the same references for all these self-help people. They just added attach a different character to each thing. Yeah. He's like don't feed the bad wolf. However you're feeling, like when you're feeling negative, don't feed it. Don't give it energy, that kind of stuff. When you're feel like when you're feeling good, feed into feeling good. He's like, yeah. you have to go back and forth. You have to find the balance. Well, isn't that uh, mindfulness? It's, that's all that mindfulness is. You just attach characters to mindfulness. So I'm just trying to, you know, for what happens to me is when I'm feeling down and anxious, I start to feel self-cautious and kind of like shame kicks in uh-huh. where I start to like – I start to 
guilt myself into shame where I'm like, oh, why are you feeling like this? Something's wrong with you. My mind starts to go dig deeper and deeper and deeper into anxiety and self-dwelling. I start to just dwell on that feeling, right? So I'm just trying, like, when I start to feel that way, I just try to, well, you feel this way. That's Willie. Willie's whining. Is the door? No, he's in the he's in his kennel. I see he's really close. You want to open the door and go check it out? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm just trying not to solve the problem anymore. Yeah. I feel like at this point, all I can do is just not do it, and then deal with the emotions as they come, and not try to avoid the feelings. Because all, all, like, all I was doing was like when I started to feel anxious, was like puff, puff, you know kind of keep myself preoccupied. It's it's literally just like all smoking is is like a escape meditation. You're just kind of locking your brain away from your current situation. It's like you're trying to take your mind somewhere else. And I I'm, think, I'm uh, tired of doing know, that's that. that's no, pretty normal for addictions. But you know, I was reading um I was reading up on like food addictions and um things like that. And Honestly, the advice that they kept giving was that it's less about willpower and more about not giving yourself the opportunity to do that. Yeah. So, you know, um, like going back to food, just not letting yourself have the food that makes you binge eat or, or whatever it is, you know. And you might not feel good when you're trying not to eat it, yeah. you know, or trying not to do something. That's the thing. It's like I'm 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 exhausting myself trying to avoid stuff Yeah, where I feel like the exhaustion is not, is like making me feel worse than just not doing it. I get that. Yeah. It's and like, and I'm trying not to approach it the same way as where I'm like, Oh, this way will be different or this way I'm going to get it. I'm not setting any standard of this. I'm not treating this like a diet. I'm not treating this like a quit cycle. I'm not treating this like anything else. Mm. I'm just going to be like, let's see how I feel. Over time, and then when you feel bad, just allow yourself to feel. Otherwise, my I'm just gonna it's gonna be an endless repeat cycle, and you know, and then the older our kids get, I don't want them like jeans. What a year and a couple months leaves gonna be five. Jeans already a year. Yeah, well, I know that's what I'm saying. Like a year and a couple months. Oh, I see. I see yeah. what you mean. Yeah, and then leaves gonna be five in October. Yep. And do I want them to be like this? Is how. This is what my dad is. He's the guy that puts this object in his mouth that blows out smoke. <laughs> like, I don't want to seem like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I just don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that dad. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to die early. I just, you know. And it's it's one of those things where even the times when I'm feeling the worst, when I'm like, oh, I could really use a smoke right now or just really just fucking use a, like, Apart from the the vape pen, that feeling goes away in like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. That it might be a very anxious, like unpleasant thirty minutes, but then after a while, I get I start doing something, and then a couple hours go by, and I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that for a few hours just because I preoccupied myself. That's good. I yeah, mean, it, there'll be more moments, and the anxiety, like I really need to have a smoke or really need to whatever. That'll get less and less as time goes on. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and another part of it, I feel, is just trying to be more present and in the yeah. moment. 
You know, I feel like I try. I tried today. Like when we went like on our date night, I was like, I'm going to try to be present. I'm not going to, I'm not going to distract myself. I want to be like, I'm going to like, let's just have, I I told myself we're going to have a good time. Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever we do. And I feel like we did. Like we just, I feel like this was the most spontaneous fucking random night me and you had. (laughs) Like, well, we go to that place, we eat, we have a drink, we hitch a ride and we get to the next place where we went to Baghdad theater off Hawthorne. Right, got a couple ciders, and just kind of hung out. Uh-huh. And I got this drink that was like ginger. It was a cider ginger apple drink, but it tasted like straight up ginger. I don't think it did. But you, okay. you have no sense of taste because I, all I was tasting true. was ginger, and you're like, I don't taste the ginger. And then, I didn't. It just, it. I don't know. It really, it tasted like water to me. No, I don't. I don't know how much. I, I don't know. I don't I, know. I think Maybe I really showed this our I taste. I was drinking the other. Um, I was drinking that blackberry one, and that's really sour. So maybe that was like masking it. Maybe, or you just don't, yeah have as much of a sensitivity to ginger. I don't drink a lot Maybe. of ginger. I think you might consume it more I, than me. You like ginger I beers. I like ginger beers, and I eat ginger candy. Yeah, I can, ginger is like one of the. It's like I put ginger like on the same level as Sour Patch Kids. You know, it's like. Uh, if I see it, I'm just like, I'm not going to buy it. Like, it's just a weird taste. Why would I buy something that's going to make me feel uncomfortable? It's like one of those tastes. I thought I the, like I, the taste I thought it. the cider would have been pleasant, but... So we get to that point where... I, I thought, you know, I thought it was going to be more citrusy. Yeah. Because it was an orange. It was like a blood orange something. So I thought it was going to be more blood orange That's orangey. what it was. It was a blood orange ginger, like, sour cider. cider whatever. Yeah. And you had the blackberry one, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. I love, like, McMinimins. They have the best ciders. And it got to the point where me and you're like, I don't think we can drink any of this anymore. <laughs> so we're like, let's do this. I, I don't even know if it was, I don't think it was practical, but like, well, let's just, you take a swig of that, then we'll swap. And swig. <laughs> we could have just drank our own, but we're going right. back and forth. Just like, you'd take a chug, I'd give you mine, we'd swap and do that, and then they're gone. And we're like, let's get out of here. We go. <laughs> Catch another ride to our next place, right? So after that, I'm like, where do you want to go? And so we're like, well, we got about like an hour and a half till the show. So why don't we just go to the show? Maybe we can get in there a little early, find our seats. We get to the, we get to Doug Fur, and we park our, well, we get like, we park around the corner and we're walking there, just kind of casually conversating. Then we get there and I did not think about this because I was like, you know, the COVID vaccine mandate or the COVID mask mandate has been off for a few weeks now. Right. So like, I didn't think anything of it. Most places we've gone into doesn't ask. They don't ask you for a vaccination card. They don't ask you to put on a mask. It's been pretty chill for the most part. So we get there, and there's, like, two big-ass security guards. And they're like, oh, can I get your IDs, please? So we show them our IDs. And they're like, oh, and we need proof of your uh, vaccination. I'm like, okay. So I was like, first thing I thought of, as I remembered yours, was, like, split in half because of the, like, going through the the laundry so much. You always forget your wallet and your clothes. And I was like, okay. I think my, my mind, I was like, I should have mine. I didn't know for sure. I was like, fuck, did I get rid of it? I haven't used it in, like, months. Show mine. You're, like, going through your wallet. We're digging through it. And <laughs> we find, like, half of it. <laughs> we find one half of we it. We find one half of it. And she, like, tells the guy, like, oh, I got half of it. And he's like, I'm like, well, yeah, he where's like, the other that's half? not enough. And he's like, that's <laughs> not enough. I'm like, you think the fact that you pulled out half of a vaccination card from your wallet where he's witnessing you pull it out, that would be enough. Like, I feel like that's a douche move by that security they, guard. They have to check the dates, I think. They just have to compare the, the name to your ID. That's it. Yeah, I, but they still have to compare the. I think they have to make sure that the dates are correct. Like, I don't remember the exact. Uh, uh, as weird as it is, there's people who get pretend 
like fake vaccination cards. Well, yeah, but I don't remember. I don't know anyone who would fake a vaccination card and then like cut it in half. Like they put it through the wash. Like, That's I don't what I'm know saying. Like that, but in our situation, but, it's clumsy. It was weird. an accident. I didn't think about it honestly. I, I mean, if I would, I, I would have looked through the, because um, I think it's somewhere on the desk. The other half of it is. But I love that you have to have the conversation with yourself. Like, well, I found, you know, I think one half of it is my wallet, and the other half is next to the computer. <laughs> well, you know, after uh, showing it to my work, like I just didn't even think about it. You know, after they had like took a um, a scan of it, I just. I didn't think I ever needed it again. <laughs> well, now you're gonna have to get another copy of it. But yeah, like, this I'll was the first to. place we've encountered that actually asked you for it, and I get it. It's a well, it's not the first place, but it's definitely the first place in a long while. Well, the, it's remember... the first venue we've gone to in a while that asked. Yeah, which I kind of get it because it's probably you know it's obviously up to the owner's discretion. It's up to the you know the the performers coming and like that are traveling have a lot yeah. to say with it too. I get it. But I mean, like in that scenario, it's kind of annoying when you have to like present a card, and then you're like, "I have half of it." I'm sure that like they have it posted somewhere on their site, but I guess maybe I should. They did, more. and that's the thing. They and did I just didn't say think on about the site it. I didn't... and on the ticket purchase that to have proof of COVID vaccination, mm-hmm. and I didn't think about it. I thought that you know this is something that I just I made too many assumptions. I thought that you might have had this in your wallet. We should have double checked before we left. Yeah, but exactly. that didn't stop us from having a good time because we're like, <laughs> you know what. Like, you know, it is what it is. At that point, we can't really control what that situation, right? We basically tell the guy, right? We're like, oh, we'll be right back. We're like standing in front of the line. We're telling people, like, you can go, you can go, you can go. And then you're going through your wallet. And like, you're like, I don't have this. the other half of it. I'm like, I don't know. Let's go. We don't even yeah. acknowledge the security guards. We just, you grab your wallet. We just start walking back <laughs> to the car. And we're like, you know, it's still, we want to get back home and relax a little bit and chill and, um, Spend some time with each other. And so I was like, why don't we go to Edgefield? You've never been to Edgefield before. McMinimins and Edgefield in uh, Troutdale, Oregon. Check it out. It's a good place. And so we go there. We chill. Have a drink. Talk. Bullshit. And we get into a conversation <laughs> about, I think, was what's his name? Mads Mickelson. Uh-huh. I think this guy looks like a fucking human vampire I, I know old age does a lot to people. Like Willem Dafoe used to be an attractive man at once, and then now he just looks like he? he looks like the Green Goblin. He's like the perfect ca- like cast for it. But she goes on and tell me tell tell me about Mads Mikkelsen. I think Mads Mikkelsen looks really nice, even now as an old man. Yeah, sometimes no, they actually look at him like you've aged well. No, he like hasn't. he aged better than he he looks better now than he did late because you know. You showed me pictures of him when he was young, and he looks nice when he was young. He yeah, he is obviously really good. He looked, Willem Dafoe looked good when he was young. If you say so. Have you seen old young pictures of Willem Dafoe? I haven't. He looks good. Okay. When he actually has hair, so. he has like the eighties, nineties Seinfeld part. You know, like. But you know, it's just like I don't. I think I don't find conventional attractiveness attractive. I like striking. So what about figures. Willem Dafoe? What? What? What no, not William Dafoe. Not, not William Dafoe. What about Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen is attractive? I think there's like a look in his eyes and kind of the way he stands and the way that his face looks when he's not smiling. When he's smiling, he kind of looks dorky. He's got resting but male bitch face. He does, and it looks nice on him. I guess. He seems like a guy who only has one facial expression. I've never <laughs> seen him when he goes like this. You ever, do you know how who Howard the Duck is? Yeah. He looks like Howard the Duck. It's like imagine. Like, I don't think he looks like Howard the he Duck. He looks like Howard That's the ridiculous. Duck, and he looks like that guy 
Or that you ever seen that meme of that little kid who's like got his arms propped up on the thing and he's getting his photo taken? And he's like, and he's got like that look of like, th- like he's mad at the photographer. Yeah, right. That's it's too bad. Kind of a look like. of like almost disinterest. He looks like like life but, is not in, is not enthusing to him. Like he just seems like he yeah, can't no, have a good time. Yeah, and it's a good look on him. He has a good. He's got good eyebrows. I think for it. That might be it. Is the brows and his nose? His nose too. He looks like yeah. if Michael Jackson got a haircut. Mm, no. Like you take away the short, you give Michael Jackson like a bob no. or like a comb over, like shortcut. That's no. Mad Mickelson. What if no. Michael Jackson, when he died, like they, he just faked his death and he, he's Mad <laughs> no, Mickelson? he's Mad Mickelson. <laughs> I don't think anyone could do that. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I get it. You know, that's like, it's like if you ask me like what celebrities or females I find attractive, I'm going to have my own reasons for it. I just, yeah. like, he's such. He's like the face made for movies. Is which why he's like in every. He's starting to be like in everything now. You're seeing more and more of him, but just that face, man. There's something about him. He's got he's got villain face. I agree, and that's attractive. But I don't like it. It's attractive. I need to hear comments about this, and if you guys have any opinions on what you think of Mads Mickelson, I'm not hating on him. The only reason why we got into this conversation is because while we're at Edgefield. Right, there's a movie theater there, and everybody just got out of watching it, like the fucking Fantastic Beast, the new one that has Mad, Mads Mickelson playing the character that Johnny Depp got kicked out of was playing. What? Who did he play? It was he Grindelwald played... or what's that guy's name? Yeah, uh, he's like the big baddie before. So Mads Mickelson plays the guy does. that Dumbledore is having sex with. Yeah. Okay, that's another Probably. thing. Mads Mickelson. I don't think Jude Law would personally. I don't think Jude Law would fuck Mads Mickelson. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say this. Jude Law is probably if I had to pick five human beings, uh-huh. all hu- like they said, humanity's gonna die. Everybody on the planet's gonna die, and we're gonna save five people, right? Mm-hmm. So they can leave the planet and go repopulate with. We probably need more than five guys, but like to leave the planet and repopulate well, the best <laughs> human beings, right? You would definitely need more than five dudes, obviously. But I would put Jude Law as the guy. Like you would, I would use Jude Law's DNA. I would take Jude Law, <laughs> right? Jude Law's a nice looking man. He is but... looks exactly the same as he did when he was younger. His uh-huh. hair color just changed, and he grows a beard now. Yeah, right. And he's I don't a believe good it. Actor. When I see him, I like Mads him. Mickelson, he's a really good actor. He is a great actor. Like, but like him standing next to Mad Mickelson, I don't believe they fucked. I agree. They do not look like they fucked. If anything, you just made Dumbledore look like the bottom. Matt Mickelson <laughs> would totally fuck Dumbledore. Jude Law is not a top. When, when, He's not fucking okay, Matt Mickelson. When, first of all, knowing Dumbledore, when was he ever not the bottom? That is kind of true. When you wear like a where you wear like a wizard mumu, you're definitely the bottom. That's easy access. You just plop it out, right? You just pull it above your head or something. Oh God, no! I just picture Matt. Stop. Can you imagine like Matt Mickelson is just like. Especially old, both, both of them is old, right? Old Dumbledore with old, <laughs> with old Grindelwald, right? <laughs> He's got his wizard hat on and the, his Gandalf outfit. I don't want to picture this. And Grindelwald I don't want to picture in. this anymore. Like, remember back in the, the day when I tried to kill you? <sighs> well, I'm going to kill that ass. And then he comes oh. in, right? And you got to think. This gay is like sexual- really, really bad fan fiction. No, no, no hold up. No, this is great fan fiction. No, it's bad. <laughs> I just picture like gay wizard sex, right? Because you both have wands, right? So you have like the, you don't need sex toys if you're a gay wizard. Maybe. You just like. That is a question. What does wizard sex, like is there sex spells for No. Wizards? You just, all you got to do is wave I'm your wand sure at the butthole and just like shake it and be like, 
Inspecto Patronum. <laughs> you know, like, the, like what's the what's like the one for like a wind, like where you can just get like it blows air out the tip of your wand and you're just like. I have no idea. Or like I'm has not, like a tongue action. I'm not a Harry Potter person. Like imagine this: if you're a wizard, you could eat ass without having to eat the ass. Your wand could do everything that you don't want to do. There's got to be a yeah. spell. There's got to be gay spells. Nobody's ever talked about this. Is that does well, wands allow? Have... Do people use their wands during sex? Wizard sex? I don't know, honey. Hey guys, hit me up at the. Hit um, me up at the I'm wa- sure you'd have to go oh, ask J.K. Rowling. Hold, hold up, I'm, I'm, this is something I've never thought about before. But if anybody has any, like. Anything they want to add to this, uh, email me at thewildweirdness at don't gmail.com. Don't email him. You can message or yeah, I don't comment know okay. on a social media Hold up, account. hold up. Do DM, not DM email me on us. the gram. Hit me up on Instagram. Tweet. Tweet? Yeah, nobody hits me up on Twitter. I never use TikTok. my Twitter. I need to get more involved in Twitter. You do. Shout out, Elon Musk. I'm going to get more involved oh, in Twitter. Now. <laughs> I got to support Elon. But uh, no, like nobody ever talks about the usage of wands. During Wizard and Witch Sex, right? Yes, I'm sure. What's the J.K. Point? Rowling, the uh, renowned, infamous now, children's book writer, is going to write about wand sex. Wand sex has got to be a thing. But also, uh, I'm sure if you went on fanfishing.net and put in mature rating for Somebody's Harry using Potter, a wand. Somebody's a hundred percent. A wand has gone in an ass on in a fact, fan fiction. You will find Grindelwald and what's his Dumbledore doing a whole bunch of stuff with their wands. I just picture like he's like, "Come here, Dumbledore," and he takes like his the bottom part. He reaches down by his ankles oh. and throws his fucking dress over his head. Like just imagine <laughs> Dumbledore just looking like he's got his fucking hat on still, but it's like pulled over his head, so he's like completely oh. covered. Yeah. And Grindelwald's like. Inspecto Patron, inspecto your asshole Patronum, and so I just I just can't picture just Dumbledore like I can't I can't picture Jude Law giving it to Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen looks like like I feel like he wouldn't even he would take advantage of Dumbledore. Dumbledore would be nice, and then Mads Mikkelsen. I think was, the point of their story is that Dumbledore fell in love with Grindelwald, and Grindelwald uh, manipulated him. Yeah, but they obviously don't end up together, right? No, because he's dead, or so I don't know. I don't know how this. I'm ends. pretty sure Grindelwald dies in because the end of he's not around during the Voldemort times, no. and like the new Harry, po- the most recent Harry Potter stuff, right? But also the uh, Voldemort, um, like idolized Grindelwald. I think. Now, don't don't quote me on this because I again so I idolized, am not a so, Harry Potter. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Stan. So if he idolized so, Grindelwald. But you know, Grindelwald died, and there was like a huge war or something. So Remember? he idolized the guy Remember he wanted that? to have sex with. What? So he idolized. No, Voldemort Gr- is not the person who had. Oh, sex with I thought Grindelwald. you said Dumbledore idolized uh, Grindelwald. No. Well, I don't know. He, I, he obviously did. He I, idolized that. I mean, ass. he uh, fell in love with him. So says J.K. Rowling. And this might sound very like homophobic, but I'm not homophobic at all, and I just. That was really funny. And I just never thought about wand sex. It's got to be a thing. Especially gay wand sex. That's the the best sex. I mean. You'd never have to. The Vibrators, sex toys do not exist in Wizard World. Like, Mm -hmm. Hermione, you know, was fucking taking advantage of Ron with that wand. (laughs) I'm sure it isn't. I'm sure there's weird sex. And by the way, do wands not fix vision? Like Harry Potter couldn't get his like vision fixed with his wand. Nobody can zap no himself with a wand and fix their eyes. Works, 
I don't know. I feel like they didn't take advantage of the full powers that they can. There's no like. I feel like you could help a lot, a lot of people with their magic. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, like, didn't they address that in like one of the first books about no how, idea. like, how you know Harry Potter was like, hey, we can actually help people, and they're like, no, those people will destroy us. Yeah, for they our hate magic. the Muggles, right? I mean, I don't know if they hate them. Oh, uh, certain people do certainly. Wizards but... treated Muggles like how white people treated black people. It's kind of the same thing. You isolated themselves. You created a whole other world to get away from them. Yeah. Yeah. You avoided, like, mating with them for the most part because they kind of, like, they tried to just date wizards. But, uh, I think, um. But, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. We got really deep into that and a little, a little off topic with the, the, <laughs> the wonderful world of I, Harry I'm Potter. I'm out of my depth in Harry Potter. I have no idea what I'm talking about with Harry Potter. I, I've seen all of the. I think I, I think I've seen Deathly Hollows Part Two and not Part One. <laughs> like, uh, and that was really confusing. <laughs> but like, I bet. but I had like it was it was weird because I don't I think Deathly Hollows Part Two came out pretty close or after the Twilight movies, right? So I felt like they had like all these movies had this weird remember. gray tone of everybody was in the woods. You know what I mean? There was a t- it was per- a it was a it was a very time. woodsy time. Yeah, people loved the woods, and they loved seeing a werewolf or, or like a wolf oh, on top yeah. of a cliff with an eagle. Everything was very like let's like if it wasn't the for the Harry Potter, two thousands was a time, man. It was like everything was dreary and gray, and I was just sparkly. like, it, no, it wasn't all sparkly. Everything seemed like Starbucks. Like every time I watched Twilight, I wanted to go to Starbucks. <laughs> it's all the greens and the gray. Yeah. And then, like, people with white, pale skin with dark hair or light blonde hair. Yeah. And then um, and then I feel like after that, fucking Subaru's probably hit a, like, jump up. Everybody's like, we're getting a fucking Subaru now. And we're going to go drive up between, like, Yakima and Seattle, go to Tacoma or a something. A lot. You know, um, I lived in Phoenix when uh, Twilight became really big, right? Mm-hmm. And I was from Washington, so that was, like, a big up for me. But... A lot of people that I talked to were actually said, like, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to go move to Washington. And I wonder how much that had an impact on Hold actually up. people. Can we blame Twilight for what's going on in Portland? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to blame Twilight. Everybody's like, you know what? I'm going go to I'm gonna move to Seattle and northern and central Washington. And th- because it seems like a beautiful place in Twilight. They get here and they realize how depressing it is because you get no sunlight, no vitamin D. And then they get massively depressed, and they get hooked on drugs. I don't know about that. I mean, you can't really trust what a 12-year-old says should is going to be should we hit true. Up, we should go to Portland today and hit up some homeless camps and ask them what they thought of the Twilight movie. Or just ask them how many of them like like. <laughs> Good the luck movie. with that. This 40-year-old war veteran, and you're asking him, oh... What do you think about those Twilight movies? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious about? if like the 50-year-old war veteran was like... You know what? I really prefer the second Twilight from the first one. It really encouraged me to move up here, and it was the worst decision I made in my life. Like I got addicted to coke and heroin. But I don't know. I just it was a. I feel like I think well, the last one came out in two thousand twelve, two thousand eleven. I don't remember. So it was a weird time because you had the last of the Twilight, right? Yeah, yeah. It was ending. It was wrapping up, and then you had like two thousand twelve. Not sure if you remember that movie. It's like everybody thought the world was going to end. In yeah, I want to say everybody, but that, that was like. I would say a very small proportion. If you were of a stoner population. and you watched the History Channel and Ancient Aliens, that was a pretty regular thing. 
<laughs> if you're a stoner and you you knew you thought the world was going to end because of how many times Neil deGrasse Tyson told you on the History Channel that it's a possibility. Neil deGrasse Tyson. He I was on that Neil, show. I don't think Neil deGrasse Tyson said that the mind calendar would end the world. No, no, no. But he was on that show and talked about ancient astronaut theorists believe that I don't the world is ending in 2012. Due to the end of the Mayan calendar. Like, he was on that show, but there was a bunch of other crazy dudes on there. Because remember that was big? Like, that was big I when don't fighting remember. Bigfoot was big. Honey, I don't remember. I was young. Recap, and I though. was yeah, not. You were, yeah, you are quite a bit younger than me. But this was the period when finding Bigfoot was big. This is pre... Uh, what's that? Uh, the Outlaw show where they race cars my dad watches all the time. I don't know. <laughs> God. The racing show, I guess. Yeah, it. something outlaws. Street outlaws. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what street it is. Outlaws. This is pre street outlaws where everybody's watching Finding Bigfoot when you're watching Bobo and these two, three uh-huh. other people. I see your dad watch that one, too. Yeah, my dad's like, this is the episode they're going to find Bigfoot. <laughs> About 100 episodes later, they still don't find Bigfoot. <laughs> but it was a weird time where people were obsessed with going into the woods. Yeah. You started to see this, this like, like this reas- like resurgence of horror movies being made in the woods. Uh, People going camping, commercials in the woods. The Subaru Outback fucking hit, hit, like came back. Outdoor recreational vehicles came back. Starbucks came back. Like I don't know. It was like a weird time where people were just going into the woods. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people moved to Alaska when Twi- Twilight came out. Alaska? Why would they move to Alaska for there's Twilight? Still tree- there's still t- trees. They're like, you know what? Seattle's like northern Washington's a little bit more expensive. I go to Alaska. They're going to pay me to live there. I can pretend. Maybe. Right? But I don't know. Fuck Twilight. The movie is horrible. The movie was okay. The sequels were horrible. You were, you probably liked the books better in the movie, huh? I did like the books the t- at the time when I was 12. But you I read that book when you were 12? Never, yeah. Your mom didn't let you watch cartoons, but she let you read like let you read Twilight? When I was 12, I could watch cartoons. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, well, I don't. Yeah, she was okay with Twilight, um, but you know, re- rereading them. If I even like when I was fifteen, rereading them, it's hard to read. Yeah, <laughs> not just because um, the romance is so bad, like it's so bad, but also and the whole like the whole falling in love with the baby thing—you just can't get over it. That's you a little weird. You can't get over it. It's a, it's a very awkward um, love triangle. It's a horrible, horrible thing. What, is it a love, a love quadruple? Love quad angle? Like, what's it? I know at that point, a just, love square? it's just like Edward and Bella. That's a four way love triangle between three adults and one baby that is going to become an adult one day to marry the man that's already grown. It's <sighs> so gross. Right? It's so gross. But in magical world, anything's possible. It's gross. That's like Peter Pan. The thing is, is that um, someone created that. Like, Stephanie Meyer thought of that and. Put, she didn't have to. She didn't ha- like this is the real world. Hot take, real she quick. did not have Hot to. Take. If a man wrote that book, it would have never gotten made. No, the publicist would have said, "What the fuck are you doing?" No, but a woman <laughs> wrote it. Yeah. This is the thing: women have been, like women have a lot of interesting things have been happening le- lately with women. I'm not sure we're go- we're going to move into our new segment and we're only going to talk about two things. And it's about how crazy women have been the last two weeks or the last week. So, I'm not sure if you've watched the last week's Minnesota game, right? You hear about the woman uh that glued her hand 
to the Minnesota Timberwolves basketball court. No. In protest. So a lady in Minnesota, I think it was in Minnesota or I don't know if it was. Yeah, it was Minnesota because it was the home court. So a woman ran onto the basketball court and glued her hand to the court. Okay. Because the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves owns factory chicken farm, like chicken manufacturing plants where people factory farm chicken. Uh, We're circling back to those militant vegans. Yeah, right. But she tried to super glue her hand to a court real fast, but security got to her before it dried and just basically removed her and it left like a handprint on the court, right? Uh Uh-huh. Well, I think it was yesterday. uh, Another woman, I believe it was at... Was that the Timberwolves? No, it wasn't the Timberwolves game. It was at an, oh, it was at the Utah Jazz, um, Pelican, no Utah Jazz and Dallas Mavericks game, where a woman chained her, ran over to the 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 basketball hoop and chained herself to it and had to be removed. This has been a week of I don't know if it's for the same cause. I'm assuming it is. There's a lot of yeah, women tying themselves to shit. Men are doing this. Men are gluing their hands to basketball courts or chaining themselves to hoops. I think women are getting desperate. I think women are like, you know what? The, the, uh, the, this is the, the me stroves too. of women. First Th- of all, these are crazy bitches. Do not equate this to the Me Too movement. Do not. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Second of all, I'm, I'm yeah, equating there this are to women crazy not women. Enough. I'm, not, I'm saying this. To that's okay. There's not, crazy men. That's, uh, saying, that's okay. Well, no, there's definitely crazy men because a you, you, uh, so relaying to another news segment article. Uh, like, you know, women will chain themselves to shit and glue themselves to basketball courts. But there was a guy, that incident in New York. You heard about the, the New York City subway shooting, right? Yeah. About this guy who opened fire and there basically went into a subway cart, doors closed, threw a smoke grenade, uh, fogged up the, the subway cart, then like let loose basically, right? Mm-hmm. And the only reason why, lo- nobody died fortunately. Nobody That's died. A lot good. of people got injured. I think thirteen people got injured, and uh, but do, like his gun jammed, so he wasn't. People were able to react, and he was able to get away. Basically, people the doors opened and people took off. Yeah, right? and then he got away too, and they ended up finding him because he had a U-Haul registered to it. He dropped the keys to a U-Haul that he had, and they traced it, found out it was his, and went and got him. Right? Yeah. But a lot of people are starting to speculate. The reason why nobody dies is because the guy was really short. Everybody who got shot, he's 5'2", right? Everybody got shot. That's kind of short for a man. It's short, but it's also going to, you know, it's going to dictate where you're aiming your gun, how, your gun position, your I mean, leveling, I guess right? it depends, but, like, I would assume that if you're mass shooting, you're not aiming like this. You're just, like, wildly shooting like that. Yeah. But, so, basically, everybody got shot in the legs, and that's why oh, yeah. everybody survived. Like that. But also, like... Not everyone around him probably was, um, like, taller than him. I think it was just a collision. Most people are. If you're 5'2", most people are taller than you. Half of the population is around your size. No. Yeah. No, the average height of a man is 5'8", and the average, average height of a, of a woman, woman is 5'4". Five five four. Four. Yeah. That's average. So, if you're going to say the women majority are of... five two, Yeah, and but if a mix eight. of the people on the subway are ma- men and women... It's a, that's not going to be the average is 5'2". What I'm saying is, is there going to be people around his size? Of course. There's short people everywhere. But, um, yeah. So but also, the... like, I'm five feet, and if I was holding a gun, I would not be shooting at your... Like, if I was holding a gun straight, 
I'm not shooting at people's legs. Yeah, but I'm I think it was, at their chest, it was kind of wild shooting, right? Because he shot while he released a smoke grenade, so he had yeah. no visible. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going on in his head, and whatever it was, it was horrible, right? Like, it didn't matter if someone got shot in the leg or if if they got shot in the stomach or or whatever. That's really bad. Yeah, but I I don't think he was too short to shoot people in the chest. Does that make no, sense? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the height probably doesn't help. But I mean, you can aim where you want to aim. I just think it was yeah. really reckless, and I not, think it was a he, reckless. Like, I don't he, think he probably didn't aim. What if at he anything? wasn't even like I don't know? It's like, of course, when you unleash fire on people, your intentions are great. Yeah, you're aiming for one specific purpose. You obviously don't care about. You have no life. empathy for life. You're yeah. trying to take whoever, whatever his intention was. He's in jail now, yeah. but like whatever his intention was, it was to hurt people. And fortunately, everybody survived. Mm-hmm. But. I take that back, ladies. I feel bad because all you guys were doing is tying yourself to a basketball hoop and gluing your hand to a court in support of chickens. And <laughs> <laughs> and this guy actually tried to hurt people. So men are still worse. You guys are gluing yourself to the floor, and men are doing trying to end lives. Well, a single man is. Yeah. You never think how surprised would everybody be, like, if a woman did this. Well, there's a lot of psychological and sociological reasons why people are mass shooters, and a lot of it is about power. And yeah. if you think about who is in power right now, it's white men. But and it's like so it's, that's usually why they're that's white men who are doing mass shootings. Like when you think it'd be like a woman losing control in some sort, what do you think of? Like, what's the first thing that pops in your mind? I think of like parking lot, right? I think of like somebody getting yelled at in the parking lot of a mall or a store. Are we talking about like average people and not like murderers, like everyday people, just somebody. Just fucking, I would say wanting to yeah, assault somebody I think or like screaming Karen's. at somebody. Karen's. Um, Karen's, yeah. I think about maybe someone having a little bit of a breakdown, maybe crying where it's embarrassing to be Yeah, crying. but women scream and cry at the same time when they're they yelling can. at people. So can man. <laughs> it's just less acceptable. I feel like other men, if you're going to record a man screaming and crying at the same time, the person recording is just going to turn off the phone. They're like, this is embarrassing. I can't record this. You never see a man like unloading himself, yelling, and, like, assaulting somebody and crying at the same time. At least not it's not usually. filmed. You don't see that. It's, I don't think men want to see that. If you want views, well, you're not Well, I just don't a... think it's very – it's not socially taught. You know? Yeah. That's not how men are taught to react or how, in those like, situations. Yeah. And, but, I mean, I would yeah, – I think women still win out on this. I wanted to be like, you know what? This is a bad week for women, but it was a worse week for dudes. <laughs> I don't think it's a competition. <laughs> Can we just say that there's sucky people out there and like it doesn't really matter whether they're male That is or true. That like, is true. Except like everybody women I don't really know though if like people who are protesting in annoying and kind of cringy ways. I don't know if that's really like you are you're a sucky person. I think you're kind of a guy. But how many people you think out of sp- out of spite for that woman went out and bought Popeyes right after that game? Probably a lot. You know, she probably made that guy more money. What do you think is going to happen? That's why I'm saying is misguided. Like this person wants to do something good and she wants to make a statement for these women. But oftentimes maybe they don't go about it in the right way. Obviously not. Because to make a statement, you have to understand what society deems as inspirational. And putting your hand, gluing your hand to a court not really that inspirational yeah and we all know that chaining yourself to something is now ridiculed so 
you know. It's like tying yourself to a tree that you don't want to get torn down. Yeah, it's it's a cliche and it's kind of dorky. It overplayed. It's overplayed. People have been doing I mean, it since like. You just, I mean, you have to find new ways, you know, to make a statement. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like whoever, whatever cause they're supporting, the people involved are probably like, well, that's probably not the best way to go about it. Probably kicked out of the clubhouse now. Well, I don't know if they're kicked out. I mean, it depends. The lady who glued them... her hand should. The lady who changed, her... <laughs> the lady who changed herself to the, the who. The lady who glued her hand, maybe she needs to, like, For step one, aside. For one, the lady who glued Let's her. Let's take a break from activism over here. Like, the lady who glued her hand got into the, like, you can't buy glue at a basketball game. So she snuck that glue into the into yeah. the game. The chick, where'd you get the chain? She got a chain through security? <laughs> she had a really big purse. Nobody checking purses? <laughs> You could walk in. What if there's like she could have been huffing on that glue the whole time, <laughs> fucking going crazy, like, and that lady's just like going through a metal detector, like, what do you got in your purse, ma'am? <laughs> Nothing. I got my phone. Okay, fucking go back to the security guy. Like, fuck. Maybe their security isn't as robust. <laughs> Maybe as not. <laughs> All I know is like the last time when I went to the Gabriel Iglesias show, uh-huh. like I had to empty my wallet, put it in a bucket, take everything out of my pockets. Uh-huh. Like, I got patted down. It was a third. No way I would have been able to snuck, sneak in sneak a, chain. a chain. They must have had. They must have some big ass purses that say this. Like I don't Sometimes get how they got away with it. People don't check your purses. As as a like speaking as a woman, women could make very effective terrorists because nobody's checking your shit. Yeah, I would agree. Good thing you guys don't want to do that shit. Don't. don't I'm not encouraging. Anything bad? Radical terrorism. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not encouraging female terrorism, but I'm just saying it makes sense because nobody's checking your shit. But don't you remember? Like, didn't your mother ever like sneak candies and stuff into places you weren't supposed to by putting them in her purse? Yeah, you just put it deep enough, and you know they only look. You know they open it up, but they don't like take stuff out. Because they don't want to. Usually, these are like and, men who are afraid of purses. Yeah, they're usually trying to rush purses. the process. They're trying to get you through really yeah. quick. So they just open it up and see. Oh, you don't have anything, and then you know, close it and go on their way. Exactly. And a lot of purses have like inner compartments where you have zippers, and you can open up and stuff more yeah. shit in there that's not visible, right? But like, honestly, a lot of women just like stack. Like if you're sneaking candy into the movie theaters. You just put other stuff on top of it, you know, and they don't, they're not checking it. They're not looking inside. It would be violating for someone to stick their hand in your purse and start roaming around. Really? You know? Yeah. It yeah. would be. I've been patted like, down and having know, guys try to, like, put their fingers between my cheeks. It's not fun. It's not. And that's violating. It is violating. I feel very violated. But you know what? I did it for America. <laughs> what? <laughs> I did it for America. I was like, you know what? I'm going to let this guy finger my butthole because. As violating. No, I'm just playing. He never. I never had my butthole fingered <laughs> by a man. <laughs> Jk. But um, no, I don't know. I just, I just don't see how that's. What do you think next? What do you think is going to happen next? Like something. There's gonna. There's at least like God, thirty more basketball games before the end you of the season. Somebody's going to do something gonna drastic. Keep being these. Chicken protests that he somebody's going to fall games? off the rafters. I think it's going to reach the point where somebody's like on the top of like where the scoreboard is, and where like the middle monitor is, and just drop. I definitely you're going to be watching. I, I I definitely think that media's attention towards the women are going to make it more popular or make it a spectacle, and so people maybe even not even caring about chickens are going to come just to get on TV for a second. Well, yeah, know? but like, is this like how things are going to be now? Is like for people to feel like they're going to get like for them to get noticed is to do something drastic on television. 
Isn't that how it's always been? Yeah, but you, you got to do it on the kiss cam. You got to do it on like something when they view over to you and you fucking flash or something. Like now but, you're you like, know, there's been people who uh, like football games get down and flash run. You know, there's a lot the of streakers. Things the streakers, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And that happened. I actually, take that back. There was a there was a female streaker again, so that happened oh, too. Yeah. I don't yeah. know the details. I'm not going to talk about it. But I believe that happened during a sporting event recently. <laughs> It just happens. You Everybody know? loves a female streaker, though. I think that no, I think that this stuff didn't stop happening. It's that all the really big news that was on the news for so so much, so so yeah. much, have, has now kind of died down, and so we're seeing the small stupid shit again. We went from COVID to Ukraine, Russia, uh-huh. to ladies gluing their hands to wood for the sake of factory chickens, and. Now you're going to start seeing a lot more of that, and then we're going to go back to Russia and Ukraine. I mean, that's still Probably. that's still article news, you know. It's still yeah. it's still on the news on a daily basis, online, on TV. But like, I think it's just going to grow because this is what happens when it's no different than what we're doing now. We're doing a podcast. We're not the first ones to do it. We're not going to be the last ones. No. We're going to talk about the same shit that somebody else talked about. Hopefully, we have it. Like, we can have a good take and put in our own perspectives and. Uh, kind of views on certain topics, right? Yeah. But when everything has been done on the internet, you have to go to extremes just to get somewhat noticed. If you got a TikTok, you got a um, YouTube channel, you're going to extremes true now. In the fact that a lot of like the extreme channels get millions of views, mm-hmm. but I also would say that they die quickly. You know, it's like you can't sustain yourself on that, and a lot of those channels, like. Um, David, David Dobrik or, um, uh, uh, the Paul brothers. Yeah. You know, you can, cause that audience. But they're pretty moderate now. I would say the Paul brothers are just known yeah. in like the boxing world now for doing their yeah, stuff. And like then they got their pod, they've stuff. got their podcast. But the, the thing is, is like that audience is usually 12 or maybe 10 to like 14 year olds. And when your audience grows they do, up, they I would don't say like Logan. I would anymore. say Logan and Jake have a pretty good adult audience too. They're right kinda, now, they got a lot of bros, but not when they were doing their extreme shit. Not well, no, when but they like when they're doing their, their extreme shit, stuff. the people that are adults now that watch their show or listen to their show were those kids when they were younger, yeah. so they continue to. But follow. they were able to keep their audience because they ha- they changed and managed not to get canceled in the process for some of the shit that they did. <sighs> Right? I don't know about that, but they're not they, canceled. I think they did get canceled. No, 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 no. And then they reinvented themselves. They reinvented themselves, but they also made like boxing relevant again. Like Jake Paul again, they reinvented themselves. Yeah, Jake Paul. You know, they used to be vloggers who did really dumb shit, and they managed to and train they, themselves to become decently good. And fighters. then they went through a huge cancellation because of the Japanese forest dead body thing. Yeah, that was a rough one. And then. The boxing stuff happened. I don't know if that's the exact but they, order. But the thing is, you got to respect it because those I guys work them. so hard. To, like, shout out Logan and Jake Paul. God, I no. don't know anything about you guys. I didn't watch any of your early stuff. Like, only time I ever heard of the first time I heard of them was the what Japanese wood incident when mm-hmm. with I think it was Jake, right? Uh, I couldn't. Tell. I, I don't know, know the. Part. But that's the first. I, I actually can't tell them apart. I was I never. I, I was never big on them or basic. <laughs> YouTubers back in the day, like the popular ones. I didn't know anything about it. But, like, give it up to these guys who are making extreme videos, whatever that is, and then training 
and being competitive boxers. Like, I'm kudos, not man. it up to them. They have millions of dollars and so much spare time on their hands to be able to do that. Yeah, but you still got to work. That's the thing. You they may didn't get, still have to you work. You don't get as successful as they are by being lazy. It's a little bit of luck and a lot you of hard work. Okay. That's how no, you want to see it. No, it is how it is. That's what it is, though. Because because they're men, know. you think of like it just was handed to them. Where if if, if no, they were I'm girls, saying, then it'd be like let's let's fucking glorify them for all the I hard work. I did not work. say that. When did I ever say that? What I'm saying is, you have to give them credit for the work they put in the work, and they actually are doing things for other people by doing that work. Jake how? is actually like trying to get UFC fighters more pay. Like he okay. told he told Dana White, the CEO of UFC, the uh-huh. the commissioner, saying, "Hey, if you pay these, com- like basically say, I will quit boxing if and quit fighting because like what he's doing, he's just having boxing matches with former UFC fighters, yeah. taking money away from the UFC in that form. But like say, I will quit boxing if you pay these people fifty thousand dollars a fight or more, like." Pay them living wages because there's a gigantic pay gap between UFC fighters like guys like Conor McGregor making millions of dollars a fight mm-hmm. and Floyd Mayweather than some other fighter who's working his way to the top, but he's making $15,000 a fight, $10,000 a fight. I don't disagree with you, hun. I'm just saying that I am not going to glorify either of the no, Paul no, brothers. No, no, no. Not glorifying anybody. Nor I like am I going to say that they have somehow... They're they're trying worked so I, hard into their they have millionaires. You don't business. get that. You don't become successful by being stupid and not working hard. Both of them are not stupid, and I, they work hard. Uh, they're just bros. I That's am not. Okay, I, part, I will disagree with you in that I don't think that they are business savvy. I think it's part of their brand. You seem like would they're not. Say that they're not. You know, it's not like they got to where they were because they decided to make, like, a a great decision in their life. Jake Paul just, or Logan Paul, or whichever the brothers, got on Disney Channel and then got a following and then got on YouTube. So what I'm saying isn't that they're not successful or that they're not, like, working at that success. But just that okay, so let's luck think of this this way. and a Disney following it's hard work certainly and luck. helped. Them. That's everybody's success. That's how everybody – it's a, a lot of hard work and a little bit of luck. It's a lot of hard work and a lot of luck. Okay, so should we just – let's say Kim Kardashian just became a lawyer, right? She just became – Yeah. she passed that test. Well, so let's say Kim Kardashian starts helping people who are – that were uh, thrown in jail for – that are innocent on charges that they didn't commit, yeah. right? Are we going to deem her not helpful or doing good for people because she got, only got famous for being Kim Paris Hilton's assistant and doing a sex tape? Kim lawyer's license because she worked of, at it. She didn't go to law school. Well, she had to she, read. She had to read, but she had she got an internship at a law firm because she's already super rich. Okay. And she could have not took even it through that way. What I'm saying is, it, I'm, not, I'm she... not saying that people aren't successful because they haven't worked hard. What I'm saying is, is that it's a whole lot easier to be that successful and work that hard when you already have the money and time to invest in. Those yes, things. but they could also choose to do nothing with that platform, 
right? Kim Kardashian could choose to do absolutely nothing and not even go to law she school or not to or not to get help so people. That's I'm not trying she to could say just do, that she could just do more Paul episodes of keeping up with the Kardashians. And I'm not trying to say that Kardashians and I'm not trying to say whoever else out there. I just think you're there. being biased because they're dudes. No, I'm not. I think I'm you're being kind of biased because they're rich and assholes. They are rich and assholes, but you're you have to give which them is the credit same about they, Kim Kardashian. Of course, she's rich and she's an but asshole. She is maintaining her wealth and maintaining her status I'm by just working saying hard. That I think that you have to work hard to sustain people it. for working hard when they're already very rich and successful and have the time to do so. But they continue to be successful because they're working feeding hard. into the nepotism. That is happening. No, no, no. In there, our culture, there are people like fucking like Screech from uh, Saved by the Bell, who made a lot of money and slowly fucked it all up by making bad decisions and doing drugs. Right? There are people that become very successful and then blow it all away and destroy their lives, blow it all away. Kim Kardashian, Jake Paul, Kanye, Pete Davidson, Travis Barker, her sisters, all these cele- whoever is a successful business person, celebrity actor, musician. You don't sustain longevity without putting in the work. Of course, being famous for something helps, but that only lasts for so long. That's like T.I. Do you know who T.I. the rapper is? Absolutely not. Okay. So if you heard the songs, a couple of songs, you probably recognize him. But. Mm-hmm. So he decided to – he's a pretty well-known rapper from the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Yeah. And even had a show on VH1. And he was in a couple – He's remember he's, the, he's been in movies. He's been in the – a Fast and the Furious. He's in the Fast and Furious movies. I think no, is that Tigers? He might be, but he. I thought me- that was ludicrous. Remember Ant in the Ant Man movie? Yeah, it no. is ludicrous. Another rapper. Sorry, I'm not trying to type typecast these people. But um, so Ti played one of the tech guys on the Ant Man movie. Remember, like three of the guys that are like trying to like a part of his team when he breaks into people. Mm-hmm. There's like the Mexican dude, the other guy who is in the Suicide Squad movie, and then the black guy. That's Ti. So he decided okay. to pick up on comedy. Okay. Right. He's not a funny guy. Okay. He might be in the, like out and about when he's hanging out with his friends, mm-hmm. bust out a couple jokes, make people laugh. But he's tried comedy. That The novelty of him being a comedian is only going to last for five seconds. He goes up there. People are like, oh, shit. I guess they've watched fucking T.I. try to do comedy. Cool. Well, after two minutes goes by and he's not funny, you don't care anymore. You don't want to hear it. He'll, go, he'll make a tour of like selling out every comedy club because somebody's going to want to watch T.I. do comedy once. But after that happens... You either get funny or you have no comedy career anymore. That's how it I is I understand. But then you just ignored the fact that he just sold out an arena because he was already famous. Yeah. So it didn't matter if he was funny or not. He sold out an arena. Yeah. But the longevity of him continuing to sell arenas is not going to happen until he gets better at comedy. So his comedy career is going to be cut very short. And he's not going to be able to sustain it just because and of his status of being a rapper. And there's plenty of people who are very funny and work very, very hard and never get success. That is very true. Never. That's very true. That's anybody in anything. Anybody in acting. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is. That's why you have to get lucky. It's a whole lot easier to be lucky and to be talented if you have the resources, time, and money to be rich, talented, and already have the resources. Okay. Well, if you don't have the resources or any of the money, you've got to figure out a way to get it. There are plenty of people that built themselves from the bottom, right? With luck, it's a it, luck is a big factor. You have luck to have luck, but factor. hard work is how you sustain it. And shout out uh, Jake yeah, Paul and Logan I Paul agree with that. because you sus- they sustain their success because they but keep working. But it's a whole lot easier to be lucky and work hard, or a whole lot harder when you have the time 
and money to do so. Do you have the time? Because their schedules are full. They have. Yeah, I think these guys are doing. Jake Paul just or Logan Paul just did the fucking WrestleMania or something or like like where he wrestled. He does his podcast and YouTube channel. He tours. Every, he trains for his boxing like a couple days a week. The guy's busy, right? He's got a schedule. I'm sure he does. Right? But he's also rich and ha- able to have that And he maintains his richness he's by continuing not, to do these things. If he just he, decided, like, yeah, I'm not going to do my podcast. He's not doing his own taxes. He's not no, scheduling if, it himself. He has assistants and people working for him of course, to do those But things, if he just decided, right? I'm going to stop boxing or so stop doing my podcast or stop posting videos, he's broke. Who doesn't make millions of dollars a year won't have the time and resources to do that. That is what I'm saying. Is I'm not going to glorify already really rich and time heavy people. The thing I think you're confusing is like I'm not glorifying him. I'm just like I I respect the work ethic. That's it. Mm. They they work hard. They sustain it because they work hard. Mm -hmm. And I respect like you know Kim Kardashian and Instagram models and OnlyFans, sex workers, whatever, because it's work. It requires work. Kim Kardashian isn't a. Sex worker. Technically, right? she's a sex worker. No, she's not. Well, her videos on porn porn sites, so that would make her a sex um, a, a part time sex sex worker. Is that what it's called? I think you can say that she's not doing that anymore, so she's not a sex worker anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you have a porn and that can be considered a sex worker? If you're not actively doing, if porn you've anymore, actually if you've actually worked, then you're a former if you if you've porn worked star. the sex right, you've made money off sex. If a be... person used to be a prostitute and is no longer a prostitute, they're not a sex worker anymore. Yeah, but once you're a pimp, you're always a pimp. That is going to be the title and conclusion of this podcast. Is once you're a pimp, you're always a pimp. Right, Selena? Got to keep the pimp hands strong. And Logan Paul, Jake Paul, you keep your pimp hands strong. Okay? Don't let the people hate on, hate on your hard work. My Fuck wife is this. staring me down like she's going to murder me. But... <laughs> but once you're a pimp, you're always a pimp. And if you want to keep it pimping, hit me up. <laughs> on, on the, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, follow on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, you can uh, listen to the podcast on all streaming platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, um, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, to everybody who's been showing support, listening to the podcast, following us, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm working on getting my dad and my brother back on the pod. That was a very listen. That was, I think, the most listened to podcast I've had so far. Okay. People love that shit. <laughs> Everybody tells me. This is the thing. Everybody tells me how wonderful my dad is. My dad is a great guy. I love my dad. Mm-hmm. But people like him more than though. My dad is more liked by everybody in my life than I'll ever be liked. <laughs> people love Pedro. He's charismatic. He's a very charismatic fellow. Mm-hmm. Kind of an asshole. He's a lovable asshole, and I and I, I feel like that's where I get some of my lo- lovable assholeness from. From my father, we have a way of pissing people off, but keeping you around, right? I you suppose. seem a little bothered at, right now, but you're still gonna be, you're still gonna love me. Yes, I will. <laughs> no matter how irritated you get. Yes. Right. <laughs> but hey, we had a, we had a good night. It was a lot of fun, and I I don't know. We got to schedule another show to go to. I feel like every time we schedule a fucking show to go to, it always ends up bad. Or like we just end up not even going because something happens. It's okay. But I just like hanging out with you. I just like hanging out with you too. 
I mean, that's why I wasn't disappointed when we didn't go. Mm. I was like, well, we still get to hang out with each other. What's the fuck? That's why I'm like, what's what's the alternative? <laughs> you know, we hang out with each other still. If yeah. anything, we talked more than we probably would during them being at a, that's you know, true. a show. I do like the atmosphere of having music, like live music, Same. while I'm, you know, having a little bit of alcohol. Yeah, and that's but, the nice thing about those shows is that because it's like a lounge atmosphere, you're kind of like, it's built so you can kind of sit back and conversate quietly with mm-hmm. the people you're with while watching a show. Yeah. But I thought it was, a, it was really fun going to Edgefield. It was. And I haven't been there in years. Mm. Just, and, you know, and we'll have a, plenty of other opportunities to be able to go see a show. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. Okay. You should look too. Like, go on the site. Like, Shout out, Doug, for Lounge. I highly suggest if you guys are trying to find some good local music, hip-hop, folk, uh, alternative rock, like electronic music. It's a great place. It's And tickets are affordable. It's not overpriced. Good drinks, good environment. It's it's a cool place. So I highly suggest everybody check out Doug Fur, And I highly suggest you guys check out the Wild Weird on Instagram. I repeat. But I love you, babe. And I really I appreciate you. you. Like staying up and talking to me. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Thank you, guys.